0: Oh gods, I've been dreading this moment.
1: Let's hear it. Let's hear the oh old my man God, no, voice.
0: No, no, not the pressure,
1: old man voice. Pressure. Voice. No. Pressure.
0: No I'm the voice. Hello, I'm the queen. I <laughs> that's as close <laughs> as I can get. Podcast Tales from the Table. I'm Cloud, uh, the dungeon master and creator of this adventure, and around our virtual table we have.
1: Athanasius.
0: Flower. And Caden. All right. Previously, our heroes found themselves in a bizarre, extra dimensional, jumbled up manor house, the headquarters of the mysterious group to which Raya belongs. They met a magical inventor named Artean, an elderly goblin named Gilbert, and a woman named Antonia, who shared some rather shocking information about the cause of the Calamity, and a still greater danger looming on the horizon. A lot of difficulties lie ahead, and the party's past, in the form of captive Captain Vertinia, still remain unsolved. How long will their respite last, and what will they do with the remainder of it? Find out right now! Alright, everybody. So just real quick here at the top, I wanted to give you guys kind of uh, a bit of a choice uh, about what we do next here. So basically, if you guys remember when we're gaining experience points in this new system, one of the ways you can gain experience points is by gaining a new skill. And gaining a new skill is an option to you. So uh, there are a couple opportunities I saw here in case you guys wanted to gain a new skill. Uh, Caden. Here's what I am going to offer you as an opportunity. You do not have to do this. This is just something that is an option for you if you decide to take it. Okay. I noticed that you uh, struck up what might be a potential friendly relationship with Raya. And -hmm. you also mentioned that you, uh, like a potential avenue you might be wanting to explore with Caden would be uh, more stealthiness, right? Mm So, um, do you already have proficiency in stealth? Nope. Okay. So, if you spend seven days, so one week, and these days don't all have to happen consecutively, so you, can, you guys can choose to stay as long or as short a time in Gallimaufry as you want at the moment, but if you spend seven days uh, training with Raya, you can either gain proficiency in stealth or you can gain proficiency with thieves tools. If you would like that Athanasius, basically um, that journal belong that you found at the library that you were very interested in belongs to Gilbert. Um, in fact,
1: yeah, the, uh, the inventor had mentioned it.
0: I know for a certain already mentioned it in Pat that in passing before. So yeah, it's not even did. a spoiler. Okay. So if you go to Gilbert and talk to him about the journal and sort of role play this out, if you spend a week studying the journal with Gilbert, um, You will then uh, be able to add your proficiency bonus and add it twice if it would already apply to any intelligence check made to read a spell or understand a written spell model, which could come in useful in this campaign. Uh, And you and Gilbert will then uncover also some useful information. And I already talked to Flower yesterday morning about what Flower uh, might like to do during this time, if you decide to to spend it in Gallimaufry, so.
2: What's well, Flower's as option I'm here?
3: I'm gonna do everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Flower so, could be
2: proficient in everything.
3: <laughs> well, that's what I'm choosing, like, not to, you know, focus on any one thing to gain proficiency in, just, you know, puttering around doing a bunch of different stuff.
2: Hmm.
0: Yeah, Flower especially wanted to, Flower wanted to kind of try to build relationships with lots of the different people uh here uh and maybe including um spending some time with captain vertinia as well so
2: okie dokie
0: okay so yeah like just tell me like uh and maybe discuss among yourselves what you guys would like to do would you like to spend a week um and we can role play out um how these different things happen or are you guys like Nah, we'll pass on this for now. We'd like to get going on whatever is next part of the story.
2: Um, in the end, I would like to do that with Caden. Whether or not we do it now is up for discussion.
3: Yeah, I think it it makes sense that we'd hang out here for a week.
1: Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Ethan doesn't really give a fuck what anyone else does. He's staying to study the journal. Oh, I guess okay, is, of course. <laughs>
0: OMG, very single-minded uh, scholar. Okay, uh, in that case, uh, let's start off with Caden. Caden, uh, uh, you wake up the next morning um, in whatever little uh, nook or hollow, or maybe you were lucky enough to actually f- locate a bedroom <laughs> in, uh, in Gallivofri, uh, and you wake up in the morning, and uh, you find Raya standing outside your door.
2: Oh, hello.
0: <clears throat> Hi, Uh, I was just about to knock. Sorry. I had, uh, old habits, you know, uh, sometimes I'm a little too sneaky without even trying. Hey, man, Uh, thanks for bringing me my knives yesterday. That was like a really swell thing for you to do. Right. I know that... Like you guys, you know, probably don't, you know, trust me a lot. And I, like I, I get it, right? Like I, I tried to hurt you guys, and I feel bad.
2: Ah, uh, it's it's no problem. You're just doing your thing. And I mean, pretending you tried to kill us, and I don't yeah, know. It, it's it bygones be. We got be bygones.
0: Well, that's that's really big of you, man. I I I really appreciate it. And she she kind of claps you on the shoulder. Hey, man. I I know I traded you that you know sheath to get my cuffs back, but I, I know you you really liked them. Do you, you wanna? Yeah, you're uh, pretty cool. Yeah, I'm not really willing to give them to you long term, but I I was thinking I kind of had a plan. You know, maybe make it up to you a little bit for you know attacking you and stuff. Uh, I'm you know I'm not good at too many things, but I'm really good at at being a thief. Uh sneakin' is uh kind of my middle name. Do you do you wanna learn how to like be sneaky?
2: Yeah, that that'd be that'd be pretty useful.
0: Wow, oh, this is great. I've I've never really been a teacher before, but I like I can totally pass on everything like other people taught me. Oh, this is gonna be great. I've especially never taught anybody who is shorter than me. Uh and I've heard halflings maybe are like kind of like sorry if that's racist she says (laughs) suddenly like she's like but uh, but i've heard maybe they're kind of just like naturally good at being sneaky i mean sometimes Uh, it's
2: easier for me to blend into the crowd but you know like i said i've never really tried that often before but uh yeah being able to sneak around i think uh based on how large my compadres are uh me being able to do that stuff would be pretty useful i think
0: Oh, sweet. Yeah. Uh okay, well, lesson number 1, uh let's see here. Oh, yeah, I've got a good one. Okay. Um if you go down to the end of uh the left-hand corridor down there, there's like a super like bright well-lit hallway. And uh but there's some shadows from the gas lamps and I want to see how long it takes you uh, I'm gonna stand at the other end reading a book, and I wanna see how long it takes, uh, before you can sneak up on me, uh, from the other end of that hallway. And it's gonna be hard, cause, like, I- I'm pretty perceptive.
2: Uh, uh alright then.
0: Alright. Okay, she does that. Uh, why don't you roll me sort of, like, your first stealth check just to see how well you do at your kind of first attempt like sort of slipping from shadow to shadow and trying like not to make a lot of sound. This
2: doesn't feel like my first try. That's a modded 20.
0: <laughs> okay, <laughs> no, like maybe you have like a lot of natural ability. Um yeah, sure enough, you actually get close enough up on Raya uh, that you can actually see what she's reading. She's reading like a cheap, like paperback romance novel. Um, it's like uh, definitely got like a swooning uh woman and like an even bigger orc woman on the front. Uh, it's definitely some steamy, steamy love scenes in this one. Maybe she was <laughs> distracted a little bit.
2: Oh man!
0: All right, what do you do when you uh successfully sneak up on her?
2: I wanna try and like uh like push the book, like knock knock it up, like maybe into her face.
0: Oh, nice nice prank. Okay, yeah, you you totally do that. And she she splutters. <laughs> oh my god What? You on your first try? That's I mean I look, I seriously don't want to be racist, but what the fuck? <laughs> Dude, that's amazing! Uh, and she gives you a high five.
2: Probably luck anyway.
0: All right, well, I've heard halflings are really lucky, so, uh, hmm, what's even harder? Wow, I thought this was going to be really hard. Uh, oh, 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 I've got a really good one. She gets this sort of, like, really mischievous grin on her face. She's like, okay, okay. I know that right now, Artie is working in his workshop. Big nerd. He always gets super absorbed in what he's doing. Uh, I want you to go and uh steal his favorite magnifying glass like right out from under his nose he always keeps it like right next to him dude it's gonna be super hard
2: all right so he's only got the one.
0: Oh, oh you'll know which one is his favorite man it's like it, it doesn't really look that different from an ordinary magnifying glass but like it's got um like a really cool like mother of pearl handle and he always keeps it right by him like he's never far from that thing
2: all right, let's do this.
0: Okay, she points you in the direction of the work- where the workshop is today, so you can get there pretty easily. All right, the door is closed. Why don't you make me a sort of like sleight of hand check to see how well you can like stealthily open the door?
2: Oh, my God. <laughs> um, that's a 23.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah, you just really, like, stealthily turn the door handle just so slowly. And you push the door open with, with infinitesimal care. It's so beautifully stealthy. And sure enough, inside, uh, you see Artie... He is uh, hunched over one of his many work tables. It's, he's like a person who thrives in clutter, so there's just heaps of scrolls and bits of paper and pens and uneaten meals and just everything all over the place. And uh, sure enough, you do see the glint of something uh, next to him. Looks like a magnifying glass. Okay, so why don't you roll me stealth... Uh, to see how well you can navigate over to him without him noticing. And do be warned, uh, you see that the floor is just as messy as the tables.
2: All right, this guy sounds like me in college.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's definitely your 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 typical, like, mad wizard college kid.
2: Uh, is this just for yourself?
0: stealth? Uh, yeah, just roll stealth.
2: Fourteen. Yeah,
0: fourteen. Okay. As you attempt to cross the room, uh, you you do pretty well, but then uh, you you put your foot down and you slip on <laughs> you slip on a banana peel, which has been left there on like a plate of food that's like getting s- like seriously like furry with mold. How long it's been left oh, there? Oh, that's
2: disgusting. Not, not Yeah,
0: it's super gross. That doesn't
2: describe me anymore.
0: And uh, Artie turns around and he goes, oh. Uh, Kaden. Hey, wow! I didn't hear you come in. You're really quiet, man.
2: Hey, yeah. Uh, just uh, just come on and see what see what you're up to.
0: <laughs> and I think from the corridor you you hear Raya go. Ah, uh, you fail. Dang it. It's okay, buddy. We'll try some other exercise. We'll try again next time. It's okay. Failure is part of learning.
2: All right. Uh, see you,
0: Artie. Artan <laughs> <laughs> looks so confused. <laughs> He's just sort of like looking like oh, like what just what just happened to me, and, but he kind of shrugs it off. He's used to Raya by now, uh, and yeah, you can you just kind of sheepishly exit the room. And I think stuff like this goes on for uh, the whole week that you are there. Uh, I think on like day three, Raya has you like. She's um, showing
2: me like stepping techniques to keep my footsteps quieter and. Yeah, How to find definitely. Hand grips on like walls and stuff. And...
0: Oh, a hundred percent. Like she definitely has you like practice sneaking around uh, Artie's workshop when he's n- not even in there because it's so messy. Uh, she definitely um, at one point uh, like hides like a special treasure. In one of the rooms in the house, but doesn't tell you which one, and then you have to find it as all the rooms are like shifting around. But you you finally do, and like the success is so sweet. She's got you like hanging uh, upside down, like on the underside of some of the moving staircases, like you know, stealth training
2: montage.
0: Yeah, yeah, like a like almost like a cool like ninja training montage. And she's so proud of you because you catch on pretty quick, honestly. Um, and yeah, at the end of the week, uh, you are not, you know, not quite a thief, but you've maybe been initiated into some of the very first lessons of, of thievery and roguery. And uh, you are now proficient in the stealth skill. Awesome. All right, fantastic. Okay, uh, now Athanasius. Athanasius, uh, did you actually sleep or did you just sort of like stay up all night looking at that journal?
1: Definitely stayed up all night looking at the journal.
0: Yeah, that's kind of what I what I figured. Um, You can't really glean much more from it than you already have. And it's super frustrating to you. You know that I mean, you can tell by looking at it that whoever wrote this definitely knew classical draconic. And that they were definitely using that as sort of like a touch point, but then they took the language in new directions and they're definitely taking spell models in new directions that you've never seen before. Um, And as hard as you try, you just can't quite make a breakthrough here. Um, but you remember hearing it—it uh, it almost like floats through into your your distracted brain. You remember Artie's voice saying, "Oh, uh, that that journal that uh, that Gilbert was was looking at," and you think, "Gilbert, I must find this Gilbert person."
1: Who even is this Gilbert person?
0: You do know that you you have seen a third person. Uh, he just hasn't spoken any uh, any lines yet in the course of this podcast.
1: Yeah, I know. Mostly just making fun of the fact that he disappeared, and then we never went through the process of hunting him down.
0: Yeah, I, to be fair, he he is a bit reclusive. Uh, you know, as you've been wandering around, you know, Gallimaufry, you haven't really seen him as much as you've seen Artie and Antonia. He seems a little bit yeah withdrawn and uh you know maybe not quite as personable as the other two
1: i think i'm gonna go look for antonia
0: okay uh I think you find her uh having a maybe like a kind of late breakfast in the sort of kitcheny area
1: hey um antonia, how are you doing today
0: oh uh hello uh and she 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 rises um and sort of gives you a a short bow. Uh I I'm doing fine this morning. Um how how are you? Did you sleep okay last night?
1: Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah Yeah Yeah, yeah I did. Um
0: <laughs> She she grins.
1: Artie mentioned uh yesterday when he saw me pouring over this journal that uh it was Gilbert's?
0: Yeah, that that's possibly true. Um I don't recognize it myself, but um, if you want Gilbert, uh, he's, uh, I think I saw him upstairs uh, in the workshop he and uh, and, Artean share sometimes. Uh, If you want to go there, uh, you can go over to the, and she kind of points, uh, see that second staircase there? Uh, It kind of curves to the left, but then if you take a sharp right when you get to the top and then you go up the third staircase on the right from there, it should get you there.
1: Okay, I like I quickly pull out a notebook and scribble down the direction she gives me.
0: <laughs> good uh good luck on uh whatever you're trying to uh find out there. Um but she she does actually reach over. Um she had been making herself a sort of um just like a plain oat porridge um you know for breakfast. And uh, she presses a bowl into your hands, uh, along with uh, a handful of, like, you know, fresh berries. Uh, (laughs) I've lived with Artean long enough to uh, recognize that look. Uh, Make sure you at least eat something, okay?
1: Will do. I don't suppose you have coffee.
0: Oh, yes. Uh, Definitely have coffee here. Um, Oh, boy. How do do they brew coffee they probably have um did they have percolators like in olden times that's literally the most old-fashioned type of coffee maker i can imagine or did they just do port like pour overs oh my god i now now i need to do research into the origins of like how people used to like brew coffee originally like in the middle east
3: it's a fantasy world you can say it works however you want They probably I just guess.
2: filter it through some special leaf you could
1: say the house <sighs> poops it out.
3: Uh, you know what though,
0: I kind of like the idea that um that she would make make some coffee for you, just just like she made you guys tea um the other day when you were talking. Uh, so yeah, she uh in a manner to be specified later. We'll we'll say there's the, she has some sort of pour over system. Um, she brews you a really nice uh cup of strong black coffee uh, and gives it to you.
1: Awesome.
0: Actually, you know what? She hands you two and she tells you to give the other one to Gilbert.
1: <laughs> Will do. Thank you so much.
0: No problem. I uh <laughs> someone around here has to make sure uh you scholarly types actually eat and drink every once in a while.
1: Uh, I suppose it is necessary for uh sustaining life.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Okay uh I'm I'm gonna head out then thanks again she, and, she nods uh, and with that yeah. I think I follow her instructions to see if I can go find Gilbert
0: okay yeah sure enough um you get up to uh the workshop which is the same one that uh Caden has been doing some of his training in uh it's pretty messy although you Behold,
1: I spot Caden in the corner
0: Uh, maybe you do, yeah, and he kind of, like, frantically signals at you, like, puts a finger to his lips, like, don't give me away, man. (laughs) Definitely. And, like, uh, maybe, too, you see, like, Raya, she's, like, hanging, uh, like, upside down from, like, a, like, a platform that's, like, halfway up the wall, and she signals to you, too, like, like, don't ruin our thing, man, be cool.
1: Uh, Athens. Shakes his head a little bit, but continues into the room.
0: Artie uh, is standing at a table on a side of the workshop that's slightly cleaner than the other. And he uh, has his head bent over something and is eagerly uh, conferring with the elderly goblin man who you uh, you guys saw briefly when you first arrived uh, in Gallimaufry. Uh, and they seem to be examining something quite minutely.
1: I walk up. I'm like, hey, Artie.
0: Oh, uh, oh, ah, uh, hey, Athanasius. Hey, what's up?
1: Uh, you can you can call me Athan. I know uh, my full name is a bit of a mouthful.
0: Ah, I mean, I grew up in Almeria, so I mean, it's it's not you know, it's not quite as long as like you know, old Valentinius, Irenaeus, or something like that, right?
1: Anyways, um, you mentioned yesterday that. This journal belongs to Gilbert. Hi Gilbert. How are you? <clears throat> uh
0: yes, hello. I, I I don't think we've been acquainted quite yet. Uh yes, I am uh Gilbert and uh I gather you are Athanasius.
1: Yeah. I uh I reach out my hand and I say Athanasius Argantianus Anquissian, at your service.
0: Uh very pleased to make your most honorable acquaintance mr athanasius argentianus enguisian i am gilbert gilfoil gabernost i see you have my well uh, mine hmm the ownership rights are a bit convoluted in this case i do see you have uh, acquired somehow the journal that i was studying he gives you a sharp look
1: yeah i I found it in the library was when I was looking for mm. huh mm. you yeah uh sorry i was I was looking for something that I could use as a reference to try to decipher the script on this ring, and I pull out the ring,
0: oh, that catches his attention. Uh yeah, he takes the ring quite eagerly, pops the uh the outer band off. Um looks at that with a little bit of interest but sets it aside and uh gets to examining the uh runes on the inner ring. Marvelous. Where where did you obtain this uh this ring? This is quite a spectacular find.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, we got that off of Vertinia.
0: Vert For- Vertini? Oh, oh uh, the, the
1: cultist that we brought with us.
0: Ah, the woman you had prisoner. Yes, she's a cultist. That's bad news.
1: Yeah. Mm.
0: It explains the similarity between the ring and the journal, though. Hmm. I got the journal through some mm, contacts. We'll just say contacts. Yes. Definitely originated with the cult as well. I had been working on trying to decipher the, mm, not just the language, but the spell models as well. It's very irksome. I usually don't have trouble with these sort of pursuits, but uh, I seem to be hitting a bit of a roadblock with this one. I don't suppose. mm, You look like a scholar. What did you study?
1: I'm, I'm a linguist. Um, oh. But I've been studying this Promising. journal all night and um I also seem to have hit a bit of a roadblock. I I know Draconic, um of course. Um
0: <laughs> Everyone knows Draconic.
1: Yeah, but they seem to be going a very different direction after bouncing off of the Draconic roots.
0: Yes, obviously. Uh I don't suppose you had any further insights beyond that. Okay, he gives you a very sharp look uh, uh, through his spectacles and down his long nose. Uh, And his his large uh, bat-like ears are definitely uh, turned towards you as he looks you up and down very critically. Uh, Artie is still there, by the way. He's kind of been holding his breath the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Seeing how this conversation will turn out. Hmm. I don't usually... I'm an old man. I don't... I haven't taken on a new pupil in in many years. Artie here was my, my last, my best prodigy before the Collapse. But, hmm. A linguist's abilities could be of substantial use in this endeavor... A proposal. You dedicate several hours per day to studying this volume with me, and perhaps uh, with uh, my superior experience and knowledge and your particular expertise in this uh, area of linguistics, perhaps together we can make progress where one alone could not.
1: It'll be difficult for me to only spend several hours a day on this but i suppose he, grin-
0: a- he grins at that and you can see all his all his very pointy teeth
1: i suppose uh in a prolonged endeavor food and sleep are required ah tis
0: tis every scholar's struggle i i see you you have the true mind of the academic uh but yes the body and mind requires sustenance, uh, so I tell Artean all the time also. Uh, he kind of sniffs. Uh, do I smell coffee?
1: Yeah, I kind of hold up the, uh, the oatmeal and the coffee that I got.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, bless Antonia. Yes, uh, this is wonderfully dark. It should be the perfect fuel to spark the first endeavor in our exploration of this text. All right, let's get to it then, my boy. After you. All right. Yeah, he'll uh, he'll lead you back to the library. And I think over the next few days, uh, you guys um, meet there pretty frequently uh, studying this tome. It's nice to have Gilbert there because the library is his after all. And so he knows where all the relevant books would be and all the relevant passages in them. So why don't you roll me a, a first... Let's say for this information, uh, you would roll me an arcana check.
1: 15.
0: Okay. I think it takes you uh, both about three days, but at the end of that, you have managed to puzzle out um, some of the spell models uh, contained in this journal. And you realize that um, these... The spell models are, first of all, they are drawing on what uh, Antonia previously mentioned, that spell of transference that really she wasn't really supposed to know about in the first place it was kind of a well-kept secret, but that would transfer the power of uh, one uh, exalted into um, the next exalted before the previous one died so that the binding was never destabilized. Um... So you can see that the person who wrote this journal was sort of drawing on spells of transference as sort of a touch point, but uh, these ones, instead of transferring magical energy, they seem to have been altered uh, so that this person was uh, experimenting with trying to transfer consciousness uh, from one body to another. Um, including maybe uh, using animals or even like magically constructed bodies like golems. Interesting. Okay, after that, why don't you roll me a history check?
1: So that would be a 21.
0: Oh, nice. Okay, Um, your proficiency with languages really, um, really helps with this one. Gilbert was... Uh, pretty instrumental in in helping you understand uh, what was going on with some of the spell models um, in the first three days. But uh, as you guys continue over the course of the week to study this journal, your linguistic expertise actually kicks in. You, The more familiar you are with how this person is writing, even in Draconic, you're sort of picking up... Mm, uh, You know, maybe like vocabulary or turns of phrase that have sort of been mm, translated from the person's native language into draconic and uh, because, of course, classical draconic, which would be kind of what this is was based on is a dead language so no one actually speaks it it's only used for writing
2: right. so you
0: can tell based on some of the linguistic quirks of the writing that this journal appears to have originated in the city of tremaine uh and tremaine is a city uh, which is in the midlands so that's sort of the uh <laughs> It's the middle section of venice it doesn't never would names. names. i know yeah oscilian was technically in the midlands but way way up in the like northern part of it um tremaine is actually uh like a few hundred miles south and a little bit west of oscilian so they're they're not close together
1: so the midlands are very big
0: the midlands are very big yes Yep, it's kind of that whole big middle section. You got Soloon in the south, and then things. Uh, it's a pretty clear dividing line when you get into the uh, Hawkeye Basin over in the west, um, and the mountains provide a pretty clear dividing line, also. Uh, you know, in the north, um, and Ossilian, if you remember, was kind of in the in the foothills, so it was it was way up in the northern kind of edge of what would be considered the Midlands. But yeah, this comes from a city called Tremaine okay, uh roll me one last um we'll we'll say another arcana check.
1: God, my dice are on fire today uh Sweet. eighteen
0: all right, okay, um, kind of on like day seven as you are just sort of doing your final like fine toothed comb through this this book you uh, like gilbert even he feels like you guys have have figured it out you've cracked the case but you can't help um feeling that you guys are missing something a little bit like there there's still something there you you haven't quite grasped and sure enough you you find on some of the later pages uh you actually find that there's some writing that's been done like in invisible ink Uh, And you're actually able to use, like, heat as a reagent to, um, like, you know, National Treasure style uh, to uh, recover some of that hidden writing. And you find an additional set of sort of experimental spell models. And these ones are very troubling. Um, These spells seem to be experimenting with the physical augmentation of living beings. So this is transmutation magic. Uh, And it seems to have a sort of biological focus. There's some kind of gross stuff in there. Um, uh, You know, sort of like uh, combining humanoids with animal traits or even with like the traits of, um, you know, inanimate objects. Spells like these aren't unheard of. In fact, lots of them are commonplace, like stone skin or... uh, um, uh, Lots of transmutation spells. Like what's the one that gives you like uh like cat's grace or uh uh the one that has all the different options uh, is that one just called augmentability i think
3: yeah enhanceability enhanceability
0: there we go so there there are spells like this are known and not necessarily taboo but the this uh whoever was writing these is pushing them farther into a dark place gotcha all right yeah you have thoroughly plumbed uh, the Mysteries of this journal. And from now on, any anytime you make a check, uh, any intelligence check made to read a spell or understand a written spell model, you can add your proficiency bonus and you can add it twice if it would already apply. So you can get double proficiency, my man. Expertise. Yeah, expertise. Fantastic. All right, flower. Uh, all week long, um Caden keeps popping up in dark corners with like Raya just sort of like uh like a few feet behind watching him and uh you don't see Athanasius at all like every (laughs) once in a while um you see Antonia sort of like uh bring like some coffee up to the library um, or, or Artean does sometimes if Antonia glares at him, uh, because, uh, she's annoyed that it's always her who has to do it. But yeah, you, you don't see Athanasius for, like, a week, and you see Caden hiding in a lot of shadows. What do you do?
3: Well, I've thrown myself into doing a lot of cooking for everybody. Oh you know big meals they're all very hearty and um full of meat so if anyone was interested in like you know lighter salads and stuff they're gonna have to make their own um i'm curious um where are you uh getting the raw food supplies i assume i'm asking the house for them are they better at making raw food supplies
0: uh, yeah, so uh, there are some when you I think uh, maybe on like the first morning you slither on into the kitchen and sort of open the pantry to see what you have to deal with, and there are there is some food already in there, uh, but it's mostly like non-perishable stuff. Um, there's maybe some like some oats uh, to make oatmeal with, maybe some like uh, you know pep or not peppers, onions, um, you know things like that, stuff that doesn't spoil uh maybe some potatoes things like that but uh there's definitely not any meat um and there's definitely not any like fresh fruits or vegetables
3: okay and the house can't make like a, a flank
0: oh no it it can so like how do you how do you attempt <laughs> to uh to uh <laughs> conjure into existence with
3: the house's help this flank um i just start describing what i want like the different cuts and and such Okay. Uh, do do that. Let's let's role play this out. I mean, I'm fucking vegan. I don't know. Oh, that's right. I'm <laughs> yeah, no, a Note to
0: note to the listeners in real life. Audrey's vegan. Uh, <laughs> uh I mean, maybe you, you know, ask it for haunch. like.
3: Yeah, <laughs> you're like uh the hodge part. Yep. Okay. Knows, knows his shit. I don't. Okay.
0: Um. The air sort of ripples and bubbles above a nearby table and splat. uh, There's like a really bloody, uh, very fresh and steaming haunch. Not quite sure what it came from. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely not beef.
3: I can assure you it is not beef. All right. Well, if it's going to be cooked up with stuff... Yeah, no one, no one will need to know, and it's it, it's maybe like
0: suspiciously fresh and steaming. Like you get kind of the queasy feeling, like maybe this was actually on an animal, maybe and maybe a, the house was a just like in
3: shutters. Yeah, oh. and
0: th- maybe the house was like flank and just sort of looked at the <laughs> nearest one and was like, "That's mine now."
1: <laughs> We're gonna like come across some poor animal that's just like missing a flank. I was gonna point. say,
0: no. there's like there's like a. Th- like a three-legged
3: donkey somewhere now (laughs) he's like ask for live chickens next time that might be worse i'm not sure yeah do you ask (laughs) for live chickens please ask for live chickens i probably do without thinking about it all right yeah
0: the air sort of like uh ripples and bubbles and uh two sort of chickens up here uh but one of them is missing some of its feathers. Like, it looks kind of weird. Uh, it looks maybe a little more scaly than it should. Uh, the other is just like a super normal chicken, uh, but it glares at you very fiercely.
3: Do they look all right? Are they in pain or are they just...
0: They don't look like they're in pain. Um, Can you roll me like a nature check? Uh, 18. Okay, yeah. The one that doesn't look quite right uh, is definitely a cockatrice instead of a chicken. <laughs> uh, you know to be well, careful to not let it bite you because um, it does have a, a petrifying
3: poison when it bites. Right. <laughs> Maybe machete that from a distance. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, you just sort of like throw your machete at the cockatrice. <laughs> sure, yeah, sure. Uh, I, I'm not. I'm not gonna not gonna have it fight you too much it squawks and and sort of like really noxious smelling blood goes everywhere and and uh wherever the blood hits uh some stuff starts turning kind of stony and you think wow well, oh, i kind of hope to
3: rutinia <laughs>
0: yeah I, I hope that Caden has maybe some of that salve left
3: <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure i could cook it up into not being dangerous <laughs> okay uh oh, you like the like that poisonous puffer fish,
0: but if you cook it just the right way it won't kill you? <laughs> sure I wouldn't thing. trust
3: flower skills that much. <laughs> uh,
0: I might not either. Okay, so why don't you uh you you've managed to obtain some ingredients to work with here. Um Damn, like D doesn't have like a cooking
3: check. Like Something uh doesn't. what skill would you Survival. use to cook? Yeah, survival. I don't. Yeah, I've got like cooking supplies that are supposed to help with skills, but like there, yeah, there's unfortunately no skill in D and D that is like cook
0: food. Um, why don't you just do survival? But if any of your stuff like gives you a bonus or anything when you would make
3: food, you can add that. Oh no, my background is like nah. Okay. Mmm, ten. Oh, nice. Not good. Mm. <laughs> Kevin
0: and I have been playing a lot of Breath of the Wild lately. I think you come up with some dubious food right there.
3: According to my background, I am always able to make something like edible, so it's not going to you,
0: you know. actually so here's the thing about dubious food in Breath of the Wild. It doesn't hurt you to eat it. <laughs> it's just dubious. It's it's just gross. So yeah, it's gross but edible. <laughs> So yeah, what you make is edible. Uh, it's not gonna kill anybody with cockatrice poison, but it's not pretty to look at, and it probably yeah. smells kind
3: of weird. I can spice it a lot, so it tastes all right. But yeah, <laughs> I'm just like dinner, and everyone's like dinner. Okay, yeah. Who do you um,
0: who do you bring a bowl of your uh, cockatrice and mystery
3: flank soup to uh, first? Um. I just plop a cauldron down in the the dining room and shout dinner, and then ladle out bowls for the people who don't come. I assume the uh, I was gonna say, um, types.
0: you you say that, but uh, no, like n- nobody comes. Uh, oh. you get the feeling that um, maybe they can't hear you super well. You might have to look around for something really like loud to bang
3: on. I do that.
0: Okay, yeah, I mean, you can, like, bang some pots and pans together.
3: Oh, there's not, like, a well-placed gong nearby?
0: Mm, if you thought hard about it, maybe the house could make one. <laughs> I want a
3: gong!
0: All right, uh, the uh, the air shimmers and bubbles, and there's a truly enormous gong. It's way bigger than it needs to be for this, this <laughs> situation. It feels like a large part of the kitchen. <laughs> okay. It clearly came from, like, some temple somewhere where it was, like, a ceremonial (laughs) instrument.
3: I give that a hearty whack.
0: All right. The entire house booms and shakes uh, and trembles with the sound of this gong. And uh, everyone comes running because they're panicked about what's happening.
3: (laughs) That was the dinner gong. It's dinner time. We have a dinner gong now? Artie says as he looks fearfully at the giant gong. Uh... Oh, that that can go away for now. That's okay, house. Thank you. And Artie says, "Oh, uh,
0: actually, the house is good at getting things, but it's not good at getting rid of them. That's fine. We'll just wheel oh. it into one of the storage closets. We have a dinner gong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a permanent situation. Once we once we get something, we don't really know how to give it back. Um, so uh, I think he kind of takes the dinner gong and starts sort of like." pushing it out of the the kitchen uh he's having a bit of a hard time it's heavy i can help okay yeah you can roll it in into a closet somewhere okay Uh, athens
1: decidedly not present
0: not even after you hear the gong
1: nope still focused on the journal
0: well gilbert has dutifully gone uh downstairs to see you know what was destroying the house apparently only to find out it was a dinner gong uh, he is looking very, very suspiciously at this stew. Uh, Antonia has picked up a bowl and is very politely eating this stew, but uh, it seems like she's exerting every uh, ounce of her will to not, like, make a disgusted face. It doesn't taste bad. It just looks weird. I think maybe uh, as that happens, like, uh cockatrice foot sort of, like, floats to the surface in one of them.
3: Well, I'll I'll get better once I figure out how how the house works. Gilbert, there's like a this house is named after soup, right? We should make that soup together. Can you need to show me how how it works? He perks up at that. Oh, uh, yes.
0: Uh, it's uh, <laughs> yeah, this is a little bit of a fancy of mine. I uh uh Gallimofri was a soup that uh, my mother used to make when I was a child. It's a bit of a bit of a goblin thing. Oof, we would need mm, something other than whatever went into this. Yes, why don't we uh, make a fresh attempt tomorrow?
3: Okay.
2: Caden's there, right? He just uh he's uh he says thanks for the thanks for the soup flower and the, like cautiously taking bites.
3: Thank you for enjoying it.
2: Constitution saving throw.
3: <laughs> You're turned to stone from the inside out. Ah, oh,
0: flower! How could you do this to me? <laughs> he said, Is <laughs> everyone watching in horror? No. Um, I think, uh, I think flower's stew tastes all right, but uh, you are a little bit uh, suspicious of the uh, <laughs> ingredients that have clearly gone into making it.
3: Yeah, like my cooking is survival based. It's not really, you know, made for presentation. It's made, to, you know, keep you going on the long road precisely
0: you're you're good at making do with whatever is to hand even if it's the unusual ingredients given to you by a completely madhouse okay uh the next day uh sure enough gilbert breaks off i think he leaves uh athanasius alone with the journal for a little bit uh to come down and help you in the kitchen and he oh dearest god i forgot to research what's actually in gallimaufry
3: it's just a hodgepodge right I'm not sure Yeah, if it sounds
0: French. Okay. Hold on. I'm looking it up very quickly.
3: Stew of various meats. Leg of mutton, freshly cooked, uh, chopped as finely as possible in a dish of onions. Stew these ingredients with a little verjuice, butter, and ground white ginger mixed together with seasoned... Mixed together and seasoned with salt. Meat stew. What sort
0: of check will it be to try to get simpatica with the house to get what you need? Maybe like a I'm gonna say maybe like a charisma check honestly All
3: right.
0: yeah, why don't you roll me a charisma check to see if you can uh get um the fresh ingredients that you need, which seems like butter and uh mutton uh and uh, I said you already have onions, so that's fine, but you you maybe need some fresh herbs to go in there six. <laughs> uh oh yeah um what pops up in front of you is kind of the saddest thing you've got yet uh actually i'm pretty sure it's like still a living goat um but the goat is like super emaciated and it bleats at suddenly having been transposed uh onto a table i
3: i look over a little lost at uh, uh, Gilbert how do you interact with the house? It's a bit of a fine art
0: Uh, to be honest um, we're all a bit new at it so don't feel too bad Uh, he says as he takes the goat and puts it on the ground the house hasn't uh, I mean this is my house it's my mansion it has been for you know a hundred years And it was my father's before that and his father's before that. uh, But um, obviously it didn't always exist in an extra-dimensional bubble and it didn't always summon things from God only knows where. Uh, That was uh, Artean's magic. Uh, It went a bit haywire during the Calamity. Good thing it did. He ended up saving both our lives. But uh, no, we're all a bit new at Uh, figuring out how to get this damn thing to work. Uh, and he, uh, stands there and claps his hands together. And, sure enough, a fairly serviceable leg of mutton, uh, appears on the table instead. Uh, he says, uh, it requires force of mind. Perfect concentration and force of mind, dear boy. Uh, why don't you try again? See if you can't, uh, get us some butter. From an actual cow, mind, not from a katoblepos or some other sort of, you know, monstrous beast.
3: I forcefully think about cow butter.
0: Okay, try rolling another charisma check.
3: Natural one.
0: Oh no. Uh, What you get is definitely yogurt, uh, and it looks when you smell it like it's probably been made from yaks milk.
3: Eh, That's close enough, right?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Gilbert says, absolutely not. (laughs) <laughs> just keep, just keep trying, keep trying. He says as he he tosses the bowl of yogurt across the room. <laughs> how, uh, just just give me give me a few rolls. How how long do you think it how it takes for you take? to actually get butter? I'm curious. That's
3: a natural twenty.
0: Oh, nice. Okay, <laughs> you you take Gilbert's advice to heart and uh, you focus your mind uh, perfectly on on the pinnacle of all cow butter and uh and sure enough the next thing that appears before you not only is it butter it's actually like in a like old-fashioned butter dish it's got a little butter knife next to it it's perfect Gilbert oh, cla- oh. claps his
3: hands in delight
0: I excellent get it excellent job just... my boy
3: yeah perfect. You, gotta, you gotta talk to it different than you talk to like a person when you ah uh,
0: yes things. because it isn't a person you see it it, it, it is still a house although it uh and he sort of lovingly, you know, strokes i think the table um it is still the house i've i've always known just uh just a little bit more awake than it used to be i suppose
3: well thank you house pat pat
0: <laughs> okay and uh, with that you you guys can successfully uh cook galemofree for dinner that night it turns out spectacularly uh, this Ooh, is huzzah. wonderful savory savory dish full of uh, proper meat and spices and uh everyone just really really enjoys it i think um uh somebody uh, drags athanasius down to the dining room by force well uh,
1: yeah i was gonna say <laughs> i think um knowing that gilbert helped make this um i begrudgingly make my way down to the dining room
0: yeah i think raya goes up to find you hey nerd boy we're all eating dinner together it's like a nice happy family thing if you don't come i'm gonna stick knives in you until you do
1: (sighs) ah very well
0: i'll stick them in your butt too so you can't sit down and read
1: (laughs) that seems cruel and unusual
0: (laughs) i'm good at cruel and unusual just watch uh, me.
1: Uh huh. Yeah. I'm. I make my way down to the dining room.
0: Okay. And everybody eats a beautiful meal together.
3: All right. And afterwards, I bring a bowl to Vertinia's room. Okay.
0: Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, when you go in there, uh, you haven't checked on Captain Vertinia. I don't think in maybe a couple days. Uh, first of all, she has manacles on, which you, uh, presume are lined with lead. Um, and they are sort of uh, chained to a peg that's been set in the wall. Uh, but then she is uh, wearing like an oversized and very old fashioned and much too fancy like uh knight's helmet, like with the visor and everything uh, with like a big feather plume. Uh, and it's it's like way too big for her and it's it's covering up her entire head. <laughs> you, you OK in there? you, you kind of hear a, a muffled a muffled noise pull
3: the helmet off did did you make this
0: she she kind of blinks uh blinded a little bit by the light cuz it's been dark inside the helmet um
3: flower what's Hi. what um there's a lot going on right now and i'm not going to tell you about it because you're in a cult but i brought soup and it's very good and you should have some she looks cautiously
0: at the soup why don't you roll me a persuasion check ten Mm, yeah she's she's not not really interested in in soup from you she she looks at you what are you doing in here why why have you come here
3: i wanted some practice and i pull out like some wooden swords or (laughs) yeah Wooden sparring swords.
0: <laughs> she, again, I think, in spite of herself, she laughs. laughs. Flower, I am. I am your prisoner. I am chained to this wall, and I am wearing this ridiculous helmet. Uh,
3: because it was the only thing they could find to line with lead. I, I can't spar with you, Flower. Okay, hold on, hold on. And I go out of the room and go find Antonia to try to get a key. <laughs>
0: Um yeah, I mean, uh Antonia having finished her delicious galamafri soup says uh the keys uh Artean probably has them. Um I I believe he was the one that came up with the it is a bit unfortunate he couldn't find anything better than that stupid old helmet we had lying around, but uh beggars can't be choosers, I suppose. Okay. But, yeah, Um, uh, Artie's probably there, too, and he's like, "Uh, I thought she was our prisoner? Why do
3: you want to let her go? I'm trying to get through to her a little bit, and it's hard to do when she is chained up to a wall and, you know, covered head to toe in stuff that keeps her from moving and seeing.
0: Yeah, but I I thought that was kind of the point. Well, not to keep her from seeing... That was because we couldn't figure out a better option. But you said she had, like, bad uh, mind juju. That, that, that's the reason for the helmet. Uh, it didn't have any effect on me, though. Didn't it? He's surprised. Wow, I didn't know serpent folk were uh, impervious to that,
3: I guess? I don't know. I think her magic is just weak or something. Mm. Okay. But do... Do 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 be careful, you know, keep an eye on the door while I'm in there. All right, well, I mean, you seem like the strongest
0: person here, so... I mean, I, I'm i sure you're probably able to handle her, but... Okay, I mean, you, yeah, I mean, it's your choice. You wanted her locked up
3: in the first place, and he tosses you the keys. All right, cool. I go in, and, you know, <laughs> the door is, you know, shut, and you've got someone watching the outside of it, so... Yeah, I... Unlock her. Okay. She looks
0: at you like you are a crazy, stupid idiot, Flower. (laughs) You're insane. Why? Why would you trust me like this? You realize that I could, I could pin you against the wall right
3: now. I might do it. I toss the wooden swords to her and like prove it. And I, I have like a wooden sword of my own. Not with a
0: sword, stupid. I have magic. That's why they. That's why they've put these cuffs on me. It's a, it's a smart move. A stupid move taking them off.
3: I have magic too. It only gets you so far. It's what training your body is for. Well, she picks up the sword.
0: Do you? Uh, do you? Uh, make make a move at her with the sword with your sure with your do. training sword. Yeah. All right. Yeah. She'll parry you. Yeah, I imagine
3: she's a whole lot better at this.
0: Yeah, so when I created Vertinia, I based her stats on a pretty mm, high-level uh, NPC. So she already had things like multi-attack and stuff like that. Stuff that you will have as a paladin, but that you you don't have yet. So yeah, Vertinia takes the training sword in, in both hands, um, since that's one of the ways she can fight. And she comes at you, uh, you know, whirling this blade. Uh, and she says, you know, with four arms, you you really should be able to be quite a formidable foe in battle. But you know, only one sword. She says as she sort of you know whacks at yours and batters it aside a little bit.
1: Oh, please tell me that flower is going to quad wield eventually. <laughs>
3: that would be wonderful and terrifying to look at well i've got tiny arms so like that is have true wield, like light weapons in the little ones that is true there is a i
0: forget if it's a demon or a devil but there's there's a type of fiend called a uh
3: are they are those the ones called marid no something that have like seven attacks because they have seven hands
0: yeah, they're yeah. um they they're like these um snakes with then like female upper torsos and they have six arms yeah. instead of four and yeah, they literally have is. a giant sword in in each arm. Uh so yeah, I mean if, if Flower could definitely at least dual wield though. He could definitely have at least two swords. That's and true. then maybe like yeah. tiny little daggers in his little arms to go stabby stab.
3: Well, I like having a shield too. I uh enjoy protecting people
0: Uh, as she continues to trade blows with you she says defense doesn't always have to use a shield if you're good enough with a blade that can be its own defense
3: yeah where'd you learn that
0: by fighting (laughs) she's a uh, i've uh, i've never um i've never favored a shield
3: yeah that's true you picked where you picked this up just just on your own where did you learn to fight you're very good at it ow (laughs)
0: No, no, I didn't just pick it up. Uh, I was a mercenary.
3: Yeah, well, when'd you become one of those? You you don't just suddenly become a mercenary and get good with weapons. (laughs) (laughs) I
0: I became a mercenary when I was a young woman. Uh, Oh, quite a while ago. Uh, I'm not not young anymore. Uh, This is true. She has silver-gray hair you when did you learn to fight with a shield
3: um uh, back back in training back before i really knew what i was doing i did a bunch of different things i thought i was going to join the the military or the the army but i wasn't disciplined enough for that yeah mm. it's still fun to spar though
0: yes i i uh, i enjoy having the chance to move uh and she uh, you you admire her the confidence and strength of her movements. Um, I mean, she is a half-elf. She, When she fights, she moves with strength and grace and precision. Um, and you know that she can fight uh, in several different ways. Um, you've seen her doing what she does now, which is fight two-handed with a broadsword. Um, but you've also seen her wield uh, two shorts. Or no, wait, she was wielding then a broadsword in one hand and a short sword in the other. Either way, she can wield two swords at once as well. Um, And you know she's a pretty dab hand with a large crossbow also, so uh, she's no slouch. If what you're trying to do is kind of get her to open up a little bit, um, why don't you make one last uh, persuasion check as you sort of go through the motions of sparring with her?
3: There we go. 21. Okay.
0: Yeah, uh, I think... As, as you guys are both uh, sort of uh, winded after your sparring match, she says, Ugh, you're a good sparring partner. I, I haven't had such a good sparring partner since, uh, well, since I lost my last one in the Calamity. I'm sorry to hear about
3: that. Mm.
0: It's hardly a rare story. Isn't Doesn't it? make it any easier, no. And she walks
3: back over to the corner and she puts the helmet back on. All right, I ask her if she if there's any food that she particularly likes that I could try to make. <laughs> she kind of laughs. Uh, I'm a
0: soldier by training. I I eat pretty much anything. And she picks up the soup, which is probably by now fairly cold. Uh, but she drinks it anyway, and she says, uh, "Thank you for the soup." She's probably <laughs> she's is she drinking the soup through the the visor of the knight's helmet, probably, <laughs> probably, yeah, awesome, yeah, she does, she does that, and she won't struggle as you try to uh, put the manacles back on her. Okay, and she did not at any point uh, use her um her aura uh, weird uh yeah nasty psychic aura on you Also, yeah yeah all right i come out of the room like with a big thumbs up like it's okay guys okay yeah i think maybe raya has been like standing outside the door maybe with like a knife in each hand like just in case she had to like kick down the door and then come in there and kick some ass and like I think Artean <laughs> is like standing behind her like maybe ready to be like no, don't go murder, but then also maybe like, mm, maybe you should murder, maybe like murder. we <laughs> we don't know. They're both out there and they're kind of like, uh Um, we'll we'll say uh can can we say just for the sake of of storyline that uh, your successful making of the Gallimaufre was at at the end of the week that passed. Uh, maybe kind of like a celebration at the end of, of everybody's time. Um, and uh, as, as you open the door and they're kind of giving you a, a quizzical look, um, all of a sudden there is unmistakably the sound of a doorbell. Ding, dong, ding, dong. That reverberates throughout the entire house. And Artie looks up and uh, he goes, oh, oh, whoa, oh, oh, oh uh, somebody's here. And uh, he, he runs off. He seems to have some innate sense of where someone has entered the house. Um, because he doesn't go back to the room that you guys originally came in through. Uh, actually, he, <laughs> he, he runs up to the second floor and there appears to be a small closet out of which steps... Uh, A tall, elvish man with uh, dark skin, long hair, pulled back in a ponytail, and uh, very fine clothes. Everyone, I think, at this point has has run up. Uh, Raya, Artie, uh, Gilbert, Antonia, all of you are there. Uh, And he says, "Ah, Sula, Antonia, Ah, I'm afraid I have bad news. That's it for this week. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. And please give us a rating and review to help others join our adventure. You can find out more about the show and how to get in touch with us on our website, talesfromthetablecast.com. And you can find us on Twitter, at Tabletalescast. This podcast was edited by Cloud and Audrey and produced by Cloud. Special thanks to Matt Marshall for his awesome advice. Our theme music is 8-Bit Adventure by Adhesive Wombat. This is your Dungeon Master, Cloud, and I hope you'll join us next week on Tales from the Table.